On today's episode of Locked On, Oilers training camp has started, so one of the biggest storylines to follow heading into the preseason, and as well with Ken Holland's 41-minute press conference today, what are some of the housekeeping notes to talk about? We will have that and so much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Oilers Podcast. I'm your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden. As mentioned on today's podcast, we are going to be talking about the biggest storylines heading into the preseason for the Edmonton Oilers, starting off with the forward core and that right side, starting off with a big smiley fin. We will talk about that in just a minute. Also, we will be talking about some of the stabilization Maybe not issues, but options for the Edmonton Oilers on the back end heading into next season as well. Is the Edmonton Oilers defensive core basically etched in stone? Is there any really movement that can happen? We will talk about that. Plus, Kenny Holland talked for 41 minutes before uh, the media today, before Evander Kane and Darnell Nurse was also made available today. But we will be talking about mostly the housekeeping notes heading into training camp today for the Edmonton Oilers. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast, your team, every day. We are going to start off with Yesapuli RV as uh, I think the biggest story heading into training camp for the Edmonton Oilers. This year will be Yesapuli RV because he will be the biggest domino figuratively and literally to fall for the Edmonton Oilers. Today on Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer suggested and theorized that you know what, maybe to start the season Yes, Apuliarvi starts on the first line for the Edmonton Oilers. Now, if you're taking a look at the Edmonton Oilers forward core, you can basically etch in pairs for the Edmonton Oilers forward core and for their lines. And it's all from the left wing to the center. Now, the Edmonton Oilers do still have to sign Ryan McLeod, which, again, sounds like it will be happening soon. We will talk about that a little later. But it sounds like the Edmonton Oilers are going to reestablish that, as Jay Woodcroft puts it, spine for the Edmonton Oilers and have four natural uh, centers down the middle for the Edmonton Oilers instead of putting uh, Nugent Hopkins and Drysaddle together. It sounds like the Edmonton Oilers are, are going to stay with pairs. Evander Kane with Connor McDavid, Zach Hyman with Leon Drysaddle, Dylan Holloway probably with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, barring anything going wrong, and Matthias Janmark with Ryan McLeod, excuse me. Uh, uh, so then, what happens after that? <laughs> you have the entire right side to deal with. Yes, Apuliarvi, Kyler Yamamoto, Warren Fogle. It sounds like uh, Derek Ryan will probably play on the right side as well. You have a guy like Xavier Borgo who could fight for a position. You have a guy like Jake Vertanen who can fight for a position for the Edmonton Oilers. And that all will depend on the play 
of Yesapoli RV. If Yesapoli RV comes out strong in training camp and really establishes his position on the team, then you don't really have to worry about players like Jake Vertanen or anybody else really pushing for the spot, even Warren Fogle, you should say as well, for the Edmonton Oilers. Now it will depend then where the Edmonton Oilers go to make room for Ryan McLeod. That will be the interesting thing. But either way, Yesapoli Arvi will be the hit or miss for the Edmonton Oilers. Last year, I mean, in 65 games, 14 goals, 22 assists, 36 points. He, he can get a little more productive. Uh, everybody, I mean, it, I'm not saying anything that's news here, but everybody knows that he had COVID. He, he suffered a tough injury, and it was a tough road back. Now he's had time. He did have a tough shoulder injury at the end of the playoffs last year, which uh, it sounded like he could have potentially had surgery on it. I can't uh, confirm or deny that, but it sounded like there was a little bit of talk coming out of the playoffs during the exit interviews that that was an option. Not sure if that happened or not, but just some chatter. <laughs> yes, RV. It is really going to be, if the Edmonton Oilers can really have a driving first line with Evander Kane, Connor McDavid, and yes, Apoliarvi, they have a very good first line. But that also proves a lot of stuff that the Edmonton Oilers, or, or that yes, Apoliarvi, excuse me, would prove the doubters wrong. Now, that would also mean, as yes, or as uh, uh, Bob Soffer mentioned as well on Oilers Now, that would mean probably early offensive output for uh, uh, Yesapoyarvi, naturally. I mean, Patrick uh, Maroon had 20 goals with the Edmonton Oilers, with Connor McDavid, excuse me, on his wing. Also last year, Evander Kane with f averaged about 41 goals over an 82-game season. How hot does Evander Kane come out, and how much can Yesapoli uh, uh, RV contribute to that? How much can he uh, benefit, benefit from residuals from that? It's for him to really reap the rewards really uh, of that now it also comes down to Kyler Yamamoto as well how much can Kyler Yamamoto really put out this season is he much better than Yesapoyarvi a lot of people would say yes but to start the season and there were stretches last year where Yesapoyarvi was a more productive and b better than Kyler Yamamoto. However, you saw just how important Kyler Yamamoto is to the Edmonton Oilers forecheck. That's pretty invaluable. That's not something that you see on the score sheet. The fight for the first line right wing will be really kind of the, the fight to watch. And whether that's Kyler Yamamoto or Yesapoli RV, uh, do the Edmonton Oilers swing Zach Hyman over there if they need to? Do the Edmonton Oilers uh, put Ryan Nugent Hopkins on a wing and push up uh, uh, Ryan McLeod? I mean, that would just be me pushing my agenda, probably. But is that is that an option? 
does Kyler Yamamoto play better than, uh, or does, uh, excuse me, Yesipoli play better than, than Warren Fogle and force them to move Warren Fogle? Does Warren Fogle play better than Yesipoli and force the Edmonton Oilers to move Yesipoli in a move that would probably not get over well with a large portion of the Edmonton Oilers fan base, whether you've supported Pugliarvi or not? Sounds like there isn't much of a market for Pugliarvi, but probably a little bit more of a market for Warren Fogle. Again, could Xavier Borgo play better? Maybe not better or at maximum, at maximum. As well as a Yesa Pugliarvi. Because if he plays as well as Yesa Pugliarvi, does Xavier Borgo then force his way onto the Edmonton Oilers roster? Because either way, he's going to be burning a year of his uh, uh, contract. Can the Edmonton Oilers maybe start off the season with Borgo and see what he can do? If he plays just as well, if not better, because he very well can play better than Xavier Borgo or than uh, Yesa Pugliarvi. Can Jake Vertanen do what he is expected to do, play fourth-line minutes, play heavy, work on his penalty killing, and earn a spot on the Edmonton Oilers? Does that force a move then for Pugliarvi to go or Fogel? We will see. But either way, it comes down to Yesa Pugliarvi. That is the biggest headline, I think, heading into the Edmonton Oilers training camp this week as on-ice activities get started tomorrow. And there will be a guy missing some time for the Edmonton Oilers uh, defense uh, heading into tomorrow in the next couple of days. We will get into the defense and what that looks like in just a second for the Edmonton Oilers. But first, I want to talk to you about our partners over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, and news and podcasts for this year's matchups. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, NHL, NBA. Uh, what other sports am I missing? I mean, they have some soccer in there. I think you can get even some MMA, boxing, golf. In fact, you can get boxing, MMA, and golf. UFC as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Where we are going to move on to for the Edmonton Oilers is their defensive options. It seems like the Edmonton Oilers' defensive options are basically set, really, if I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, Darnell Nurse, Cody Ceci, Brett Kulak, Evan Bouchard, Philip Broberg, Tyson Berry, and Ryan Murray really sounds like the best option for the Edmonton Oilers. Now, of course, there will be some injuries, inconsistency guys will come in and out of the lineup. 
But that's basically set in stone. Now, right now, it sounds like the reason why the Edmonton Oilers extended a PTO to Jason Demers is that Cody Ceci will miss a little bit of time, basically a couple of days, they say, till Sunday uh, for, uh, 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 excuse me, a hamstring injury uh, that we will talk about a little later on. But either way, it doesn't sound like it's, it's too big of a deal. But... It sounds like and seems like the Edmonton Oilers defensive core is all but but solidified. Now, again, I was listening to Oilers Now today, and it sounds like the only way a guy like a Marcus Niemelainen, Vincent DeHarnay, really anybody who wants to push for a spot for the Edmonton Oilers would have to be beating out a player like Philip Broberg. I... I just see too much of a, a, a physical being from uh, Philip Broberg and just how strong of a leader and a good hockey player he is. It is going to be very difficult to outwork Philip Broberg for a spot on the defensive side for the Edmonton Oilers. Now, also on Oilers now, somebody suggested uh, over the text line, I believe, now, what if you did uh, this for a defensive pairing? Pairings, I guess. Darnell Nurse with Evan Bouchard. Brett Kulak with Tyson Berry. Philip Broberg with Cody Ceci and Ryan Murray as that seventh defenseman. I, I, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I, I kind of like that. Now... Uh, the issue then becomes, oh, how much are you playing Cody Cece? Is that really worth not playing him so much? Is Evan Bouchard and, and Darnell Nurse really a formidable defensive? And I emphasize the word defensive pairing for the Edmonton Oilers, especially for a team or a pairing that will be playing with not very defensive players uh, up on the forward core unless you play with the fourth line. Could that be a weakness? Maybe a little bit, but I think everything else makes sense. Kulak and Barry very uh, have had a lot of success together, and I think Cody Ceci next to Philip Bo uh, Broberg, who could make some mistakes, but can move the puck and step up when needs to and need be. Excuse me. I think would be pretty solid. I think the Edmonton Oilers keep it how it is. But you could see some very interesting movement and some stable movement from the Edmonton Oilers' defensive core that could provide some sort of success for the Edmonton Oilers down the line. Now, the issue also becomes there's a guy like Dmitry Samarukov who is waiver-eligible for this season so the Edmonton Oilers can lose him over waivers, but he has been such a consistent force for the Edmonton Oilers, not even force, but a consistent guy in the Edmonton Oilers organization. It would be a shame to lose a guy like him just off waivers because there's too many guys. Dmitry Samarukov also spent the entire summer in Edmonton, downtown Edmonton, to get used to getting back and forth from the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, a stadium to his house and just trying to make it some sort of home. Now, yes, hockey is a business, but either way, that still seems like a message was sent to a kid that maybe he might have some time in the NHL with a big club. 
Now, that may be a stretch, but still, there are injuries. It's easier to move him up or keep him with the big club than to keep moving Nima Linen, Deharnay up, and really keep the, that movement together. But we'll see. I mean, the Edmonton Oilers' defensive options, is that really set in stone? Can somebody take somebody's spot? I want, I, you tell me. I want you to let me know if there, if there are some spots to be had for the Edmonton Oilers. Because there still has to be an emphasis on the penalty kill. You hear them talk about, well, you want the bottom six from the Edmonton Oilers forwards to be penalty killers or somebody that can kill penalties if need be. And the Edmonton Oilers need that on the back end. I mean, you can't have Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece out there the whole time. Brett Kulak will certainly be on on the penalty kill, but then who? Evan Bouchard? No, probably not. Is Philip Broberg ready for a penalty killing spot? You need to take a look at that throughout the uh, 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 preseason. Tyson Berry as well. Can he step up his defensive game? Ever since Dave Manson came in, he has really stepped up his defensive game. Now, can he step it up to a way that you can really trust Tyson Berry on the back end as a defensive defenseman? Not necessarily that is his true identity, but as a two-way defenseman, let's just say that he has worked on his defensive side, that if you have a rush on the other way, you don't think that he's going to look silly and it's going to go into the back of the net. We'll see. And then how much does Ryan Murray play if you do or don't run a, a, an 11-7? That has to all be... Uh, there may be a spot to, ha to, to, to win here if you can prove you can outplay somebody on the penalty kill. And that's what a guy like Vincent DeHarnay has really contributed to developing in his game. Could you see him develop in a way that he wins a spot because of his penalty killing? Same thing with Marcus Niemelainen, a big force. Both of those guys want to play against the other team's best players. Now it's up to them to win that job. Uh, again, a couple of guys as well to, to keep an eye on, as I always want to, to, to really push these guys. Philip Kemp and Michael Kesselring had very solid, for two different reasons as well, respectively, uh, uh, Young Stars Classics. Some guys that I think down the road will play for the Edmonton Oilers, maybe a couple games here or there, but uh, I really like their game as well. Guys that might get a couple games here or there. As mentioned, I, I, and as another guy who might get some games, not necessarily defensively, but uh, uh, James Hamblin and uh, Noah Philp as well has have uh, got a lot of love over the last couple of weeks. They might get some looks as well for the Edmonton Oilers in a forward sense. Maybe that's a winger. Maybe that's a center. We shall see. But either way, let's move into some housekeeping for the Edmonton Oilers as Kenny Holland did have a 41-minute press conference for the Edmonton Oilers today heading into training camp. So let's talk about some of the housekeeping notes from that uh, uh, presser there and just we'll talk about that in a second. But first, I want to thank you for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, make sure you tune in to Locked On NHL where Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with locked on nhl your daily 30 minute 
NHL podcast. On today's episode with, uh, uh, um, uh, excuse me, in the uh, Locked On NHL episode with when Western Conference Wednesdays with Jess and I, we did have, uh, we did talk about all the storylines heading into training camp for all the Western Conference teams in the Central and Pacific Division. That was a fun episode today, I'll tell you that. A long one, but a very fun one, heading into the best time of the year. Alrighty, some housekeeping notes for the Edmonton Oilers. As 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 I already mentioned, Kenny Holland had a 41-minute press conference today uh, heading into the uh, season or, or training camp for the Edmonton Oilers. I already mentioned a couple of them, but we will go over them again. Cody Cece is out day-to-day with a hamstring strain. He won't start skating, Kenny Holland said, until about Sunday at the earliest and hopefully that will be it's just a hamstring strain so nothing massive but he, he suffered it while skating he's uh Ken said so uh, he won't start skating until Sunday there. Uh, also on the back end, Slater Cuckoo uh, had Ken Holland uh, announce that he will be taking a break from hockey for personal reasons to work on mental health. And as mentioned, mental health, it, it, but from Ken Holland, mental health is the most important thing to anybody and a very important thing to deal with. So uh, we wish all the best to Slater Cuckoo. Hopefully we see you in the oil. Uniform soon because I've always been a massive Slater Cuckoo supporter. I think he's very solid in all ends of the ice. So, Slater, all the best to you and your family there. Uh, also, coming out of training camp, Mike Smith officially failed his medical with the Edmonton Oilers. He is heading back to Kelowna and will be placed on LTIR officially. Officially. Uh, speaking of injuries, too, uh, Carter Savoy suffered an injury in Penn. Ticton during the Young Stars Classic. He is being evaluated for how long he will be out. It is unsure just the the severity of it. So uh, we will hear more soon. And also, Ken Holland expects within the next 24 hours a deal to be done with Ryan McLeod. They will have to make some uh, configurations afterwards, but he did talk to his agent today heading into or after the uh, uh, press conference and heading into training camp tomorrow. He expects Ryan McLeod to be skating with the team tomorrow. I do too. I mean, he was with all, uh, the Edmonton Oilers throughout all of the uh, 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 off-season promotions type stuff so you don't normally do that unless you're probably going to sign and uh, I just also want to make a correction from yesterday as I mentioned Ryan Smith was heading into or is inducted into the Edmonton Oilers Hall of Fame but I said that he was drafted by the Flynn or from the Flynn Flon Bombers that is incorrect as SLD87 from uh, Twitter uh, reminded me or or corrected me I should say Uh, so thank you you for that uh, corrected me it is here he was drafted 
by the Moose Jaw Warriors in the WHL. So once again, thank you, SLD87, for uh, correcting me on that. I appreciate you. I don't know how I messed that up. I just straight up got it wrong. Thank you so much. But either way, let's call it there. Training camp has started as on-ice activities get started tomorrow at Rogers Place. I, I wish it was open for everybody to go see. Maybe we can see if it is. Either way, I don't know if I can say that. But either way, I hope you have a wonderful day. Stay safe. We shall see you tomorrow. And we have Oilers hockey this weekend. Isn't that exciting? We shall talk to you soon. Stay safe. Play La Bamba, baby.